1: You're listening to Comedy Central.
2: This one's unfortunate. I don't like this one.
3: (sighs) What? You're making a face.
2: Now hiring. A Little Rock, Arkansas TV station has fired its news director Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and suspended indefinitely two on-air talents after they came on air live wearing Afro wigs. Mm. Mm. It was a celebration of the end of a heat wave that has gripped Arkansas for quite some time, apparently. And finally, the high temperature dropped below 80 into the 70s. So to celebrate being, quote, in the 70s. Oh, okay. News anchor Chris May and meteorologist Barry Brant wore Afro wigs. And of course, there was much outcry of appropriation and impersonating black people. And they were both suspended indefinitely. News director was fired.
5: I support all of that, actually. No, I support man. it. I support no. it. No, come it. on. Come on, Look, man. You know, if you do anything right, left, indifferent, up and down, you get fired for that shit. Now, Roy's
2: job fair social. Go to Roy's job fair social at Roy's job fair. You can see these pictures for yourself. I understand why they were fired. I understand why. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you put a tie-dye shirt on them, you wouldn't have a single problem with what they tried to do.
3: But who called? There are no black people in Arkansas. Shit.
2: Damn. Scotty
5: Pippin's. <laughs> right? Hey. Scotty Thurman on some car washes. He met ma- I me, mean, you know, he, Olin he- Richardson, he's the third. Right. I-,
2: I don't know anybody black from Arkansas other than basketball people. Right, i about to say
5: basketball, <laughs> a couple a football players. That's, <laughs>
6: that's
5: all we got. I, all three of them complained about this shit and got these cats fired. That's what happened. That's... <laughs>
2: My name is Roy.
7: This is my job fair.
2: <laughs> oh. It's the best day of the week, Wednesday. I like Wednesdays. I like Wednesdays more than most days. JG, you are the white blood cells that keeps the show flowing properly. Would you have suspended <laughs> these two white news anchors in Luttera who put on an Afro wig to pretend they were in the 70s? It is a 70s hairstyle. Yeah. The Afro. I get it. I get it's, where they're coming it, from. And it's a curlier fro. It's almost the fro of a mixed child. It's not the traditional nappy Dr. J. Lou Alcindor fro. It's
5: more like that 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 uh, fro from like Anchorman. Like remember the dudes in Anchorman had, had the fro's because they were yes. all in the 70s. Yes, yes. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like it's, that. It's kind of like that.
2: I'll give you that. Down South Georgia, girl, 15.4% is the black racial composition of the state of Arkansas.
3: There are more chickens than people in Arkansas. 15% black. And then that's not just black. That's probably also all the other colored people in there, too.
2: I just don't see the point of suspending them if you're not going to fire him. on your ground. Yeah. I don't think you f- should fire the news director, which they did. Suspend him. Fine. But just put the anchors on, and make them apologize, and then just make them cover some black shit for the next couple weeks. <laughs>
5: right, go show them out there doing TikTok dances and shooting jumpers in the local. Hood. I would,
2: bel- I would respect but- that more than saying I took a course and I've reflected during my time away. Fuck that.
3: But then we also don't know the other variables. They might have already have been trying to get rid of them. Their contracts might have almost been up. There could have been a lot of different things going on there. So.
2: I, I feel like, though, the station, is, is it news director? And is it station manager, the station director? What's the hierarchy at the it's, TV station? It's two more above news director, right?
5: Yeah, you probably got like a president of news um, and an ombudsman. But normally the ombudsman don't, don't uh, have hiring fire capability. Yeah, they don't make
2: personnel decisions. It's they don't somebody make personnel decision. So there's probably only one or two people. And I feel like one of those two people probably called them in and was like, Listen, I don't want to fucking suspend you, but they got my balls in a vice, Mick. You know, it's always that scene. (laughs) It's always the the person that doesn't want to do the right thing. It's always the police captain talking to the detective. I don't want to take your badge. God damn it. The mayor's got my balls in a vice, Mick. I think that's how this went down. And to me, that's just mm. a fucking charade. So why even bother sending them home to reflect upon what they did? Just let them. Sometimes when your child pissed their pants, you let them sit in it. No, you did mm. not.
3: I see not what for, you're saying. Okay.
2: Not for hours, Jacqueline. Oh. Okay, Settle down, Dr. <gasps> Spock. I didn't say I traumatized my boy, but oh. I give him a good 10 Mississippi count. Gotcha. Hmm. Mm. Uh-huh. And he doesn't like the way it feel. Good. Remembers. Remember that.
3: Gotcha. Remember
2: that feeling. Mm-hmm. There's more heat to come sometimes from staying in there mm-hmm. than being snatched away to go sit and high. And these are anchors in Little Rock. So, you know, they're their, their legacy.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: They've been there I, without even Googling. I'm sure they're at least 20 years in that market in some capacity from station to station. Easy. They got money. They good. Easy. Yes. Yeah. What they ain't never done is had to sit in it.
5: Mm. either that or you just or you force them to work and just suspend spend their paycheck the same thing slavery. like with some of this yeah like with some of this too. stuff some of this stuff you know these cats don't really pay attention to it till you take the money and then yes. when you take the money all of a sudden they're like well whatever i gotta do to avoid you next time not taking the money then i'll you know i'm for it so exactly. slavery ralph slavery's is the move ralph
2: just sent us into slavery all day <laughs> Here's something else I think we're going to be very divided on right now. Mm -hmm. Let's get into Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. I want to go to Las Vegas here for a second for this one. And um, JG, Mm -hmm. are you familiar with height surgery? No. No. Height lengthening (laughs) surgery is a procedure that has come about. It's it's. It started happening a little more before the pandemic, but it's starting to catch steam now. Where men are going into plastic surgeon's offices and plastic surgeon breaks your leg bones and inserts nails and screws in place to make you a little bit taller
7: so you can be a little bit taller so these women
2: will stop teasing your short ass. No, 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 no. (laughs) $76,000. No, to add three inches to your body, men, two hours, $76,000 procedure involves minor breaks in the leg bones, nails, screws and physical therapy. It takes a year to see the end results. Dr. Kevin Depa is the founding surgeon at the Limplast X Institute in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he has performed this procedure on more than 30 people since opening his practice in 2018 at Roy's Job Fair Social. If you'd like to see a picture of some before and afters of some of these patients, JG, let's say you were dating a brother and it slipped out during the date. He's 5'7". You go, oh, and I like tall men. And this man has a bake sale. Or <laughs> does whatever he needs to do, a GoFundMe, whatever go he, fund he me. needs. A GoFundMe, I was him. thinking
5: about GoFundMe for his shins.
2: And he mm. doubles up. Instead of getting two, three inches for the 76, he doubles up for 140. <laughs> add six inches to his frame. and He comes back to you. <laughs> Does he have a shot with you now? You
3: know what? Looking at these pictures, although they did blur out the guy's face, their physique is much better because they're taller. However, I would not spend money like this.
2: No, that's not what we asked you, Jacqueline. That is not, No. No. <laughs>
3: No, no. you Mm -mm. can dodge my questions, but I can't dodge yours. You
2: asked me about a prenuptial agreement last week, and I'm actually in a relationship and considering marriage. See,
5: see, don't let it throw you off, bro. You're
2: not actually being courted by a dude with robo legs.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Whatever you do before me is your responsibility. If I know you at that time, I would simply tell you this is a waste of money. Let's buy a couple of duplexes or something. And you just gonna give money
2: away. Ralph, hmm. what say you? Height lengthening surgery. Is it dirty pool?
5: Dirty pool. I'm not. I'm, I'm against it all in all forms and like, shapes.
2: I'm against this it. Like the, this is like the fake breasts of men. Yeah, man, this is this is this is this is, Brazilian, this is, high this is level. Brazilian butt lift. That's what i was about to say. It's
5: more of a Brazilian butt lift because they take part of your other limb and then put it in another limb to make you talk.
2: It's just they're just adding. They break your bone. They push it to the side and they add a little something in between it. Mm-hmm. Then screw your bone to that plate and you're tall.
5: And it also says in the article that you may lose some athletic ability by doing this. So now you what? tall. But you can't even get in shape. You in there doing squats and your legs break at your dog on shins or something because your screws busted. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like, now you that too. If Mm-mm. you have
3: seventy-six thousand dollars a waste, you don't have to be athletic.
5: Out there playing kickball and have your leg go flying to the third baseline because you out there trying to show out. Nobody nah, man. now Mm-mm. my
3: friend Monique, when we were much younger, she had the two toes that did that. They like crossed over. And when she mm-hmm. got her first job at the bank, she went and had her toes broken. So they wouldn't do that anymore. And now they do that. Yeah.
2: That's good for her. I mean, that's corrective Mm -hmm. surgeries. There's plastic Mm -hmm. surgeries for the sake of corrective. This is cosmetic. This is total cosmetic. Yeah, right.
3: That was cosmetic, too, because her toes look proud. But go
2: ahead. But here's why I'm okay with this.
6: Why? Mm -hmm.
2: According to Dr. Debbie Pichard, many patients are surgeons, lawyers and venture capitalists Mm -hmm. who come to him as fairly successful people career wise, but they have feelings of lacking when it comes to height, because they the,
5: do that, that's why they make money. I ain't got no, I ain't got no sympathy for these short <laughs> niggas. Fuck that <laughs> shit. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, uh-huh. uh-huh. no,
2: Said no. the doctor, quote, they think if they can modify this one complaint, it can make their life complete in some way. Mm. End quote. Complaint. Now, who do you think is complaining to these successful hedge fund managers that they're five foot six.
3: They're not it, dating the right people. Then it ain't
2: yeah, they home angel boys. investors. It ain't they homeboys. Half the time, when women are getting plastic surgery, it's in secret. You're getting secret weaves. Even your eyelashes are coming. Mm-hmm. Yes, all of these. Talk about it. All of these Talk cosmetic secrets that y'all mm-hmm. be doing and mm-hmm. don't tell us about. Then get mad mm-hmm. if we dare judge you on it because mm-hmm. we wanted something pure and old and all of that. Mm-hmm. Now. Dr. fucking Debbie Parshaw <laughs> leveled the playing field. So what if my arms don't match my torso and I can't reach my pockets? <laughs> so what if I'm six foot six with a five four dick? It don't matter. Five for leveling the playing field with sh- for short men.
3: <laughs> to deceive. <laughs> to deceive. By
2: appearing to be exactly what a woman wants. For the small price of $76,000. Small price. Change. Dr. Kevin Debbie Parshot. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week.
4: CMO. No.
5: C-M-O. One small thing.
3: I can't help the ladies who have had the hair, the extensions and all that stuff. I've never had any of those things, so I can't fight for them. But I'm sure they do these things for a reason. That's it.
2: Not, a, not all of them. Uh-huh. What do you mean? I believe there are certain procedures and things, and I'm not even talking about weave at this point. I don't know. Like, I mean, my girl has this, she's always watching those plastic surgery botched. Mm-hmm. And there's always two people where, oh, the uh-huh. dog bit this uh, this thing off. I need a new one. That's fine. Or you were born with the defect, like your friend, like with a cut palate, all that me. kind of stuff, right? so Mm. Monique, her toes Mm -hmm. were crip walking, and the dog and the doctor had to uncrip walk her toes. True, (laughs) respectfully, Monique. Respectfully, respectfully. I'm sure them toes (laughs) nice, and I'm we'll get Rod for short to suck them for you. Her husband Mm. would
3: kill Rod, but go ahead, (laughs) murder him. But go ahead,
2: and that part. So, Mm. but then there are also people that are doing this for some level of body imagery Mm. to appease a standard that is unattainable for the approval of others. Mm. To me, there's a great deal of plastic surgery that lies in that. That shit is a slippery slope on your self-esteem, yeah. man. Because you I can agree. nip and tuck. Like, I know people, we used to, Jacqueline, you know, this. there was like a lipo company in Birmingham. I used to do reads for them on mm-hmm. 95.7, like talking to Blackpool. Yeah, hey, get your little lipo and get them 10 pounds off, but, which is fine but it's a slippery slope. And I don't think, I cannot think of a scenario that is justifiable where you will allow someone to break your legs. Agreed. Oh, and slide a piece of metal in between the two broken joints and screw your bones back to there and stitch you up. Okay. And then you limp for it.
5: Elongate a your muscles. And if you're because doing Because they don't that, say that... Dude, oh, wow, I just thought about that. You Yo! Your so muscles not only are they breaking your leg, your muscles aren't long mm. enough. Like so that means yeah. you have to that's how you lose the athletic ability. You can't play if your muscles it's like put it's, like, it's like stretching your it, it's like, oh my god, yes. that makes your legs like a a bow, I mean, like a bow and arrow know, or something. I don't shit. know how
2: you grow more muscle. I guess you just eat steak or some shit. But I don't even know if that's <laughs> possible. Like once you have five foot nine thigh muscles and you got six foot thighs, do you I still have five, five foot Do you still have five foot nine thigh muscle meat? Like <laughs> mm. Are you saying
5: if that surgery would have existed, we'd never have Allen Iverson. We never, we we'd have never had Spud Webb. Like these are dudes, like Iverson specifically. When I was in high school, this dude, there's a, he would demoralize you. I'm six four. I've been out a long time. Allen Iverson might be six feet tall, and this
2: dude could yeah. jump
5: over you, jump over you. So he didn't need no extra damn advantage.
2: It's just the key word in this article is that the a lot of these men came to Dr. Debbie Parshad because of complaints. Why you wow. give a fuck with somebody else? Mm. So that part of it doesn't sit well, but I do support <laughs> a man's right to trick a woman <laughs> the same way women trick us.
5: Could you, could, could you imagine the conversation that goes down with this high-powered exec is telling this doctor, I'm just sick of her complaining. And a doctor looks at his dick and is like there or looks at his knees or Mm. there. We have operations for either one. Um, One's just more expensive. So that begs the question, which one is more expensive? Because both of them are available. How much dick could you buy for seventy six thousand? That's the question.
3: Can you buy this?
5: Yes.
2: I've seen it on Vice. I'll find that story. Yeah. How much for some impossible meat? impossible <laughs> you, get, you get more dick it's okay, well, called let's... impossible, impossible.
3: <laughs> okay i see the self-esteem issue so okay
5: yeah hold up yes they're saying it is a penis implant i knew it um i've seen it on um and it's cheaper how much is it the, the penis <laughs> implant is 13 grand that's 13000 13, Like, why oh, wouldn't you?
2: You could buy, like, eight dicks. You could buy... For <laughs> the same <laughs> price.
3: But <laughs> you buy any of this stuff. But go ahead.
5: Yo, hold no, it, I'm, I'm, wait a minute. I'm putting it in the chat right now. Yo, I'm not even could, making this you shit could up. buy
2: a new dick and some gray sweatpants.
5: bro. there's more value in a bigger dick than there is a bigger pant. You ain't even got to wait a year. Look, you jump out You jump out the hot new Mercedes, which are a hot new penis implant, and in some gray sweatpants, and you're killing them at Walmart, son.
3: I don't want to get into the doctor's pocket, and I don't want his money to stop flowing because obviously it's a service that I, people
5: want.
2: I liken this to a lot of things that just because someone will pay for it doesn't mean you should sell it. And plastic surgery, body dysmorphia—like some of these people that get this shit—they are not well with themselves. Little can they think that, and they think that they can purchase. Mm-hmm perfection yeah and you become you 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 go on this endless pursuit of that perfection and once you start you got to have some emotional wherewithal like you want to talk about impulse control and resisting cravings Mm -hmm. to not go all the way off the deep end because it's it for many, it starts with the radio station lipo deal. Give, give them discount code. Roy's job fan. Get the belly fat mm. sucked. And then the next thing you know, you the mommy makeovers and shit. or you're but, the fucking cat lady with the tiger face.
3: Little but, Kim. Look, but you know out.
2: what, dude? Huh? Tiger wait face me, wait worse than Kim. I have a weird level of disdain for cosmetic plastic surgeons. It's in that same realm with the funeral. I can't argue that. With the funeral home industry, just in the hustle of it. Mm. You know, two different hustles. And, you know, I'm yeah. not comparing the two, but mm-hmm. it's there's certain things that you do within your industry that you don't have to do. You could just fix cryptos and make good money. You could fix people that any by any traffic accidents and ligament dismemberments, like there's a lot of different other ways and a lot of other different needs for plastic surgery, other than the frivolous. But if somebody's super rich and they go, hey fucker, put a diamond in my forehead. Oh
3: my gosh. Mm. So silly.
2: Mm.
5: And these cats are willing to make the money. I think I think you're talking about the um, and I don't disagree with you, but we're definitely talking about the ethics of at what point is it too much? Like yes. if, if, if if you if this is your job and you see like you know, you were talking about little Kim. I my first thought, thanks to my wonderful and beautiful wife whose birthday we just celebrated not too long ago. Uh Big Ange from uh from the Mafia show, um, the Mafia Wives. There's a she's an Italian woman. She was um, she was really attractive back in her day, uh, but she were dating these mob dudes, and they would keep getting her plastic enhancements and more and more stuff. And after a while, it just was out of Like her breasts were way too big. Her face was almost misshaped because of the Botox and the plastic surgery and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's like at some point there had to be a doctor who said to her, "Hey, quit." Like, you know, don't keep doing this. But no, they just kept taking the cash. Like, oh, at what point? They oh,
3: okay, this is bad. But I disagree with you. If it's my mm. money, it's my body, and someone's going to do this for me, go for it. Again, no plastic, anything, no s- extensions and all that stuff. But if I want that, I can do it.
2: Nonetheless, I'm glad that men can be out here tricking y'all. Whatever. Facts. The way you tricked us. I'm looking to this dick surgery, though. Thirteen K—that's attainable. I can save up for that. Hey man, that you could you could use a firm
5: or, or or Klarna. You know what I'm saying? A, Break that shit up into four payments.
2: I said no. They might come take the dick back if you miss a payment. We got a pastor coming on next. I can't believe you've been talking like this. Let's get into worst first. <laughs> this is where we invite you to job fair, listeners, to come on this acoustical radio presentation and tell us about a bad job you had or. The first job you had, it can just be the shortest job you had. Uh, JG, who do we have on the line now for worse than first?
3: We have Pastor Cross White, and he wants to talk about the time he got robbed twice in the first week on a job.
4: Pastor, thank it, you it, it so much. It wasn't the first week. I got robbed within a week. Twice within a within a one-week period. Oh,
3: Thank you, Pastor, for the correction.
4: No
2: problem. Well, no if problem. you didn't get fired, you should have quit. Uh, let me say first, you are the first man of the cloth to ever call into this acoustical mm-hmm. radio presentation. I appreciate whatever conversation you had with Jesus that allowed you to still reply <laughs> <a> yes <laughs> to Ralph's email.
4: I listen Let's to the show there. every week. So, really? Yes.
2: Yeah. We've, we've lost bookings just because of the titles of some of the <laughs> episodes. No, dog. I'm listening every week. Oh, thank you. We have an episode thank called you. The Freakiest. And then more <laughs> like, freaky. It. It, oh, my
3: God. Oh, so
2: uh, uh, he can come it? back,
5: son. He can that's come back. <laughs> you are all that's right with me, Pastor? <laughs> I think we need to so, be able to go back on, on former shows where and I now put Pastor-approved shows. <laughs> like, just Pastor-approved. <laughs> we have we,
2: are, we are Pastor-approved. Right. The, I think that's Jesus-approved, because he's a man of Jesus. That's it. Go Jesus-approved. God-approved. We gotta We gotta put that in the, in the in the pitch emails to to some of these corporate companies <laughs> that won't reply to us. Pastor, what city was this in, and what at what time period in your life were you at? Because i I think that's those are two very important details before you tell us the story.
4: 1992, junior year college, Lexington, Kentucky.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, are you in the hood side of town? Where is the gas station?
4: Absolutely, absolutely in the hood. Um, that's they all you intersected. you right had
2: there. all these guns pulled on you all this time. You had to go talk to Jesus. You it wasn't the choice.
4: first gun I had pulled on me, but that's a whole nother story. I ain't always. Oh, he didn't live the life. Oh, he didn't
2: live <laughs> okay. life. Okay. Ralph, okay. he pistol whip you. Don't you try, Pastor Cross. Okay.
5: <laughs> either, either you give up on this co- communion right here, I'm <laughs> catch these hands, catch these paws for Jesus.
2: Gas station work is a risky job, but I don't perceive it to be a job. What is the upside to being a target? Eight hours a day, you can make the same amount of money a lot more safer ways.
4: Yeah, for for being a college student at the time, it was it was the easiest job to have, study and just provide for that you know enough money to to pay the bills. So.
2: You know, uh, you can study on the job there because it is—it's not a lot going on. And once you finish your side work, yeah, you are chilling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take us through the first robbery.
4: You know, third shift. Basically, what you're doing at a gas station is just standing there, restocking shelves and making breakfast for the morning. So, um, you know, it, microwaving biscuits and eggs and all of that kind of mess. Um, and so, I'm doing the normal chores. Dude walks in, hoodie. Walks around the store about five times. Comes to the register, and when I walk over and say, "Well, how can I help you?" And he said, "Give me all the money." And I said, "Okay." And so yeah. I opened the register, pulled the pulled the money out, handed it to him. He said, "Get the other register." Okay, so I, <laughs> it ain't my money. So I True. opened Back. the register. <laughs> Took out all the money and in the process, you know, inside of each one of those registers way back in the day, they had a little plate in there that if you pulled the money out of that plate, it would set the silent alarm. So I pulled the money out of the silent alarm plate handed it to him. He ran out the store and I stood there waiting for the cops. To come.
2: How much did he get away with?
4: <sighs> yeah, $50, oh, 50 to 75 dollars top. That's, that's about it. What's the
2: procedure after a robbery? Like a robbery happens, the cops come, you do a report.
4: As soon as you get robbed, you're supposed to lock the doors. Lock the doors, wait for the police to arrive so that nobody else can come in so that you can preserve the crime scene.
2: Does does your manager go back and look at the tape? Do they suspect you? Because like in a bank, like so when a bank gets robbed, there's the whatever, whatever investigation. And then they pull the employees to the side and start figuring out how much. What did you know? When did you know it? Did you know the person? Yeah, You know, it's all that set it off Vivica Fox shit that exactly. you know the person who came here to rob us. So does that conversation happen at a convenience store or is your boss just like, well, I'm glad you, you ain't did. The first, first, first time he was, glad, I,
4: he was just glad I wasn't hurt, Nothing, you know, nothing big happened. Sorry it happened. Really apologetic. Daddy. Now, mind you, this dude is kind of an a-hole. So he's, a, you know, one of those managers that kind of you don't really like him. But he in that moment, he was cool and that in that first moment. He was cool. But that but that all changed after the second. Oh, how, how quickly or, like, when did the second one happen? If the first one was on a Thursday, the next one was, like, the next Friday. So it was maybe a week and a day.
2: Was there anything distinctly different from the first to second robbery?
4: First robbery, the guy didn't hold a gun up. He just <laughs> said he had a gun. Mm-hmm. Second robbery, the guy actually pulled out the police.
3: Did he point it at you?
4: He had to point it at me, yeah. Yeah.
3: What kind of gun was it? Oh, this is a black one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I
2: mean, Jackham is know. the resident gun owner on the I show. I
3: didn't know if it was like a long
4: gun or no, short. No, no. Yeah, it, it was a handgun. It, 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 hand it was probably like it's a real nine millimeter one. or a 22 something. It wasn't big, but you know.
2: So you get hit one day for 50. week later, you get hit for, let's just say, another $50. That's about it. Yeah. Why is your supervisor so bad that he fired you?
4: Because I opened both registers both times. So, your life right. was on the line. And to be honest, I don't think the guy asked me to open the second register the second time. I think I just <laughs> he volunteered. Yes. It's incentive. You would incentivized. Do but, sir, yeah. So I just, he, I want the money. So I gave him all the money. Correct. Manders was a little bit more perturbed this time because, you know, twice in less, you know, really a weekend a day. Mm -hmm. And so I I left, came back the next day uh, to work. And when I showed up, he was already there, Uh, which he he was never there in the evenings unless there was something happening. And he was like, I need to talk to you in the back office. And I was like, this is not going to be good. This is not this is not going to be good.
2: First off, is there actually an office or did he just take you in the back by the drinks?
4: No, there's actually... Like,
2: usually <laughs> you know, the gas says, y'all just got all them drinks in the back cooler back there. It's they it's, they usually got a machine. desk back
4: there. There's usually a desk, like, amongst all the drinks. Like, it makes a little... You know, oh, amongst <laughs> the drinks.
2: So there's no walls. It's just a... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's two yeah. It's- chairs.
5: Exactly. Next to the six-pack table. Okay, I get it. <laughs> all right. Okay.
4: So he takes me back there and he's like, you know, you uh, we, we, we really like your work and, and your work ethic, but you've just cost us too much money over the last few weeks. And I was like, How, I, it ain't my fault. I didn't rob you. What what, what am they I supposed to do? you to die for this shit? You, nah, right, you going want going
5: you to, to take a bullet from one of the registers, what he wanted yeah, to
4: do. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to. And so I, before he even finished, I said, you ain't got finished. I quit. Mm-hmm. You ain't got fired. I quit. So I took my little, Smock <laughs> off and <laughs> tossed it at him, and just you know, it was like two fingers. I'm out. So, but that's the worst. That's got that's that's the worst job I've ever had, though, because it was just so monotonous, and to get robbed twice in a two in a week and a half period of time was just absolutely. Bad.
3: But being a mm. pastor can't be easy.
4: Absolutely not. I mean, you know, I feel like I could get robbed all the time doing that. But that's a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, legit. We need to have you on to talk about religion. Mark mm-hmm. it down, oh. third JG. I we would need love to it. do a religion episode and religious mm-hmm. jobs and I, just you know that I, clergy world.
4: Yeah, I got a. I do a. I do a um uh a, a show now, a Bible studying show because of COVID that uh, I have other pastors come on and we have a conversation about different religious topics, hard topic doesn't matter what it is, but I love it. I would love to. That, that's right. Man, in my throw words. it out.
2: What's the show, man? Shout yeah. out to the
4: show, man. It's called uh, "It's Believers Life." Uh, the ministry is called Believers Life, and the show is called "Talking Through Hard Things." Each Tuesday at 7 p.m., we stream on up, YouTube and on Facebook. Nice. What's girl. up, Georgia girl?
2: Get us a link to that real quick. What is it? One more time. It's
4: Believers Life Ministries, and Believers Life. Uh, the link on on the YouTube channel is Believers Life Mobile. One word. And the Facebook is Believer's Life Ministries Mobile.
2: We're going to have you back on. Okay.
4: That's I see. that's I a it. done
2: deal. I, we're going to find two more, we're gonna have to find two more Jesus people so we can roll it up in a nice burrito. So we'll <laughs> work on that. And uh, it's going to be a good time, man. appreciate you, brother. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you
3: for and give me the first lady, lady yeah, our best. Give the first yeah, lady will. our best.
4: I will. She's excited about me being on the show, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what's up, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's That's what's great. Up. All right. Y'all All right, have a good evening. Bless up.
2: That's a nice man right there. Yes. You can tell that's one one of them pastors that still keep a gun on him in the pulpit. He got that thigh out right Mm -hmm. under that preacher robe at all times. I don't trust nobody no more. It's just me, the Lord, and his pistol. After the break, we're going to explore the world of employment. Now I'm all excited about doing a spiritual episode.
3: Yes, I have a bunch of questions.
2: Do you. you know who I should call? I should call Pastor Mike at the Rock Church in Birmingham, Alabama. He owed me about 40, favors.
3: I think he'd do it.
2: Pastor Mike or um, eh. I don't know if I should call that other pastor because he's going to get on here and act all pastory. Yeah.
3: What is pastory?
2: Mm, you know, eh. pastory. Come on here. And- Little <laughs> well, Roy, the Lord says, and let oh, me first start exactly by saying that, eh. that the that the scripture, because see, the scripture is, the hey, man, just tell You're me. You're
5: going to do a 40-minute prayer in the middle of the just show. Just
2: tell me how stressful it is being a pastor, dog. But, well, see, Roy, what you have to understand is that I love God, and I'm a vessel. And as a vessel, like, I don't want anybody else going to talk like that. Mm-hmm. The brother we just had on, like Pastor Crosswhite? Yeah.
5: Pastor Crosswhite going to be
2: that dude. He'll whoop your ass and then pray for you after whooping your ass. Those are the type of people that we need on the job. For
5: I felt like he beat right you down back. and then Crip walk on you. He would he pray for you, but he would still put them paws on you if he needed to.
2: Could <laughs> you imagine getting pistol whipped by a pastor and then get invited to his church? <laughs> <laughs> so, bro. Uh,
6: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime Original Series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
9: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
10: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to
0: hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandys can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post errands pick pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandy's.
2: Job fair. Bert, I gotta tell you right now, man. I like that pastor. I'm sorry a gun got pulled on them two times mm. at a gas station.
5: Mm. You know, but the best in- passes, the best passes had good life experience, man. They, you know, they can come to you <laughs> with that real talk.
2: You know what I'm saying? It's just like we were talking about last week with the bus driver. Mm. Gas station employees hear a lot of people's problems. And in the time it takes to ring up your stuff and give you your change, you can get some real spit from them right. sometimes so right you see a lot of people in a lot of different stages of success and duress if mm. you will uh-huh. <laughs> what? <'Cause> see jesus <laughs> is with you doing success uh-huh. and uh-huh. duress, duress.
3: Uh-huh. i wish people could see you <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but no, for real, we need to have it. We got to have him back on. We we got it before the end of the year. We got to think maybe that's what we'll do for Christmas. We'll do a Jesus episode.
3: No, I thought we were going to invite a relative. Each invite a relative.
2: The, the, the last uh. two weeks of the year, we'll do a family week where we bring a family member on, okay. on some job fair shit. Uh. And then we'll have
3: Jesus. OK. Oh, you can talk about the law. Yes.
5: You know what, man? It's funny you say that, bro. I got a, I got a brother out of Detroit who comes to mind who might be perfect for that, man. My man, Reverend Bullock. Shout him out. You know what I'm saying? Bullock might be perfect for that, man. That's a, that's a, that's a deep brother. It might cuss. Oh, that's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. Be honest. Mm -hmm.
2: Let's dig into the world of employment and, um, let's talk a little bit. Um, it's, it's good to have somebody, what'd you say, JG? They, they flirt with Amazon. They do a little bit of stuff with Amazon.
9: Yeah, is that right?
3: they actually do logistics for Amazon. His name is Chris Adams and he owns Tailed Wind Logistics and they basically move freight and whatnot. And he's interested in abstract art, I believe. What is that behind you, Chris? Oh, you're
2: looking at that. Yeah. Chris, welcome to the job fair. What's happening?
11: Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
2: I know that you also do stand-up. Yeah. yeah, you're 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 a funny brother. I'm always fascinated because what you're doing is rare in the world of stand-up comedy. In the sense that you're a comedian that makes enough money to sustain himself outside of the craft, which makes your journey through the craft a lot less stressful and thus more productive. Tell us a little bit about the company, brother. How did you get this started, man? Because I'm always interested with people who build something for themselves from the ground up, man.
11: So, you know, I went to Howard University undergrad.
2: Um, I worked I'm sorry for no. to hear that as a Florida A&M graduate.
5: <laughs> Respectfully. Man, leave yeah. that little school on the hill alone, man. Leave that little school on the hill alone. Go ahead on, Chris. Don't you, don't you mind him none. <laughs> uh,
11: no, but I, I, you know, I had a 12-year career on Wall Street uh, working uh, as a fixed income trader. Throughout my career, I made a lot of money for a lot of people. I wanted to get into something entrepreneurial that would help Three different people, and that's blacks, Latinos, and working mothers.
5: And right so, now, all right. Talk about it. Talk about it.
11: Been into that strategy, and it, it wasn't going to help a community like uh, a Newark that, which is where my company is based, which mm. has been estimated, you know, by COVID, and, and I think this generationally poor and damaged community. I, I said, I think I can at least create something that produces a top-line revenue of $500,000. And we are on pace this year to do $2
5: million. Word up.
3: Yeah. Props, bro. Yeah. I know. That's what's up. I know you weren't doing that mm. for yourself because real people with real money put their money in art. That's why I keep looking at it.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to start with a question we normally end with, but tell me about the positions you're hiring for
11: there's two positions in my company. Um, uh, there is president and there's driver. Uh and I, I have a ton of drivers I employ uh fifty plus like very hard working men and women that mm-hmm. job every single day. I I mean, I do I deliver packages from time to time? Yes I do. Because, All right. And and I also believe in creating um, you know, uh, no excuses type of environment. Absolutely. You know, if you don't have perseverance, if you can't sort of um, curate a a uh, uh, and uh, an extremely high level customer experience, well, then you can't work at my company because you don't fit into our strategy. Mm-hmm. Because end of the day, it's owned by black men. Me. And my standard is uh, my my level of scrutiny is going to be higher than my cohorts, and so you don't fit into that, then you are jeopardizing the other forty nine people who use this to eat and pay rent and and kids to school. Mm. And so to to wrap up your question about like what I look for in you know interviewing and how I screen uh to be honest i'm I'm still trying to perfect that
2: uh mm. um, but
11: looking for hard-working people who understand that i am hiring grown men and women
2: Jacqueline, like this you write up you write up Jacqueline's alley because you didn't came on the show off the rip and go look you, you're fucking with us you're gonna work hard you're Absolutely. gonna bust your ass because you ain't gonna fuck it up for the other 49 of us
5: that's right
11: but uh, you, you know I, I get all of the crazy call outs. still you know i get the <laughs> Chris. And, and whenever they they do that i know something crazy coming <laughs> you know i told a guy i mean one guy told me he had to do laundry this is a 47 year old man so i'm like well just stay home and do laundry Bingo. but you, you know me i'll call your mama
5: so i you know yes, <laughs> yes sir that's how you do it yes sir get them right
11: like, oh, okay, Hakeem, you want to, you want to come in here late? I'm going to call your mom. Mm-hmm. I, I have her number because you put her down as your emergency contact and you live with her and she expects. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man. So we had, let me, let me ask you a question just about the the world of delivery, right? In the early days of job fair, um, we had a worker on who delivered packages for a, let's just say a shipping, one of the major shipping companies. And she spoke with us and this was a black woman. We, We ultimately, we weren't able to use the interview for a lot of legal mumbo jumbo, but she talked to us about the fear of delivering packages at night in white rural areas where they quick to pull a gun on the motherfucker. So how do you keep, how do you try to keep your crew safe? Chris?
11: Um, you know that just like I hold my workers accountable and I hold myself accountable first. I have to then hold the person, the people that give me the contract, which is Amazon to a standard. Okay. Um, yes. You say one of your 14 guiding principles is safety. Then, you can't be sending people into these environments without some sort of, uh, you know, additional safeguards. I don't want you going to somebody's backyard, even though the customer's note says do yeah. that pitch black dark outside. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes with some of the more challenged uh, addresses, we try to do those earlier in the in the day. So um, that, that's where the, the logistical part of the job.
3: And you talk white. Go on, Chris.
2: Uh, what, because he said the word logistics?
3: No, he said the challenging addresses. That's white talk, Chris. Go on, Chris.
2: What, for, for hood spots? Mm-hmm. For, well, or, for the uh, white
3: people, when the black people got to go over there, those are kind of challenging locations. Or uh, vice versa, but let him explain.
2: Yeah. Well, here's a question. Here's a question, Chris. What's more risky for a driver delivering a package? A driver in a high-package theft neighborhood? Mm. Or a black driver in a highfalutin white neighborhood?
11: Mm. Uh, because of my t- all challenging area, I have more experience with the uh, the high theft uh, areas.
2: Well, you are in Newark. They be stealing cars. So no, I mean Amazon boxes get scooped up too. Mm. So we
11: had three vans stolen this year. Wait, three
5: vans?
2: Wait, the whole truck,
5: bro?
11: The The whole
5: truck. Full of shit?
11: Full. Damn. Plus packages. And it's, you know, a driver may get out because they think the door is right there. And as soon as they get out, it's like, all they hear is...
5: (laughs) (laughs) Jersey.
2: The new iPhone 13 just dropped. Back into November, there's going to be some new MacBooks. PlayStation 5s are going to be started flying all across the country for Christmas time. You basically you damn near got a Brinks truck full of cash because all this shit could be flipped oh, for yeah. double and triple. Mm-hmm.
11: What I'll tell uh, just people out there when who see an Amazon van and just think it's all, you know, p vibes. just like USB cords and, and hair products too.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. hair clips. Yeah,
11: yeah, you, you can't really upload that at the barbershop. Listen, uh, in in delivery, they, there's a couple things that are inherent. That number one, you're, you're exposed to weather, and two, um, that there is some danger that you know you you are a, a target. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I hire people from the neighborhood. Nice. I, you know, I haven't had a a bunch of fear there. Uh, my guys and girls go anywhere. I uh, mean, what's up? Like, and from a top level, we do try to take
2: some safety. That's smart though, because then some. you're dealing with people that know how to move in mm-hmm. those environments too. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you can peep the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I used to deliver. I used to deliver pizzas um, mm-hmm. a summer after high school before I went to college. And if it's two, three cats off the porch, mm, I don't know if I'm getting out the car to deliver this pizza, dog. Because it's just mm-hmm. this feel like a setup. I just take the pizza back. and go, Yeah, they ain't answer the door. Whatever complaint you gonna levy at me is pizza hut dog. I can go work at Domino's. Fire me. Finna <laughs> dive in the no fucking deep dish pizza. Chris, where can people go to apply for the positions, brother? I'm seeing here uh, is indeed the only place I'm seeing 17.50 an hour starting salary. Ooh,
3: nice.
11: Mm. Yeah. So, so indeed, 17.50 an hour. Uh, and also lately, I've been getting a lot of inquiries over Facebook and. Um, uh, to be honest, it's been the same quality people. So, um, you know, th- those are two places, and and the name of the company is Tailwind. Uh,
5: Logistics. Look at this, man. Tailwind Wait. Logistics. Didn't they just win an award? Didn't y'all, I'm, I'm in Jersey. There's a lot of local news up here. Didn't y'all just win something like a grant or something? Oh yeah, yeah. We,
11: um, yeah, we, we won a grant from a nonprofit organization of, uh, first founders. So founders first, uh, founded by a woman named, uh, uh, an African-American woman named Kim Folsom. Uh, you know, her whole mission is to help diverse entrepreneurs, uh, with, with sort of three different things. Number one, to bridge the funding gap, uh, because a lot of, uh, uh you know, African-American owned companies just don't have the same access to capital. Mm. Uh, Number two, the access gap, meaning access to networks uh, and people who could help possibly be that missing link to what you need to propel your business. Uh, and then third is the education gap, which uh, exists in, in business. And, um, and that's all for the end goal of uh, spurring hiring. And, and the ultimate goal is for growth.
3: Hmm.
11: I like that,
5: man. That's dope. Congratulations on that, brother. That's dope.
2: Well, if you're in the tri-state area, it's not a remote job, unfortunately, if you live in Omaha. But I'm sure somebody, if Chris is hiring there in Jersey, they might be hiring where you are. Tailwind Logistics on Indeed, 1750, paid training, paid overtime, health insurance and benefits, PTO, successfully pass a pre-employment drug test that will disqualify Uh Rod. (laughs) uh navigator variety okay yeah pick up packages 50 pound boom this is pretty easy man chris thank you so much for coming on the job thank there you, brother chris. and when you're when you're done building your multi-million dollar shipping company and you turn into the black jb hunt round this bitch mm. it's a 18 ruler trucker reference maybe we'll do a show together or something all right uh,
11: take that. Um, you know, now, now I can tell you know my mom thinks that I'm, I came on to talk to Roy Jones Jr. today. Oh, that's a compliment when black women
2: <laughs> when black women give you a full name, it don't matter what the last name is; they know who you are. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Tell have your a mama, hey.
11: You. Anyway, you can see me uh, every Monday night at um, at Gotham, and shout out to Andy Engelman and his um, and his uh, Manhattan School of Comedy. So yes. thank. Indeed,
2: no, man. Gotham Comedy Club, man. That's a top-notch spot, man. I'll
5: come see your shit.
2: Indeed, All right. man. All right, Chris. That's what's up? Uh, after the break, we're going to check in with the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod, for short. He's going to give you two things to break the ice. And we need to ask him about this weird shit in Arkansas. I still don't think those those white people should have been fired. Mm. I don't think they should have been fired. But we'll, mm. we'll, we'll let Rod, we'll, we'll hear from Rod on this. You know, we're going to talk to some dude Apparently, what's he, at? a spy or some shit? He was dating a spy? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. Sound, like a, sound like the killer coochie of the week. That ain't a
6: scam. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher.
9: Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
10: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
2: Job fair. We're cooking. Let's let's just jump right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Dorado, aka Rod for short, is on the show. Rod, we got into a little discussion earlier.
7: Uh-uh. Right?
2: A news crew in Arkansas, Rod.
7: Uh-huh.
2: And I'm going to have Rhonda send you over the pictures real quick. News crew in Arkansas wears a couple of Afro wigs to pretend it's the 70s because the temperature had dropped back into the 70s after a long heat wave. hmm Everybody got upset. A bunch of people got fired. Half the people got fired. The other half got suspended indefinitely. All right. Having seen these pictures, Rob, mm-hmm. do you think sincerely that these white people was trying to imitate blackness? Does that count as blackface because you wore an Afro wig?
7: No. I I think that's cool. I I understand what they were going for. Um, uh, That's that's cool with me. Here's my thing, dog. White people in the 70s had hair like that. That they did.
2: It wasn't a nappy fro. Let me also paint the picture clearly for the listeners as well. It was more of a
7: flowing, frothy...
5: Man, say the word, man. Call it what it is, bruh.
7: Jufro. fro Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry Jack season in the sun, bro. I, I tried to know.
2: dance around it, but it looked more <laughs> jufro fro than black-fro. And I mm-hmm. feel like black people rounded that up to the next nearest fro. Mm-hmm. And the fucked up these people Halloween money.
7: Uh, what what they're victims of right now is white people have to walk such a fine line when it comes to racism. That even in their most innocent of things, that just closely resemble anything related to race, especially when it comes to black people, sometimes they don't err on the side of caution, and it and it just goes real bad. They they don't seem to understand that you know no matter how innocent oh. you're coming from, it's it's, it's gonna go bad for I, you with black people. I
2: understand why they were fired. Uh-huh. I understand it. I'm not why? saying that. I, I understand why, Jacqueline, because you have to. heard the FCC rules, uh-huh. and I know this because I was suspended on the grounds of this rule.
5: It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to know the rules, right? Shit. <laughs> sure,
3: uh- <laughs> it's very funny. You <laughs>
7: show to, to the Christmas, the Halloween party dressed like Charlie Chan or some shit, <laughs>
2: right? What is considered obscene or offensive is based on the beliefs of the community at large within that broadcast community. So we may not find it a big deal because I live in New York. I see Jufros all the time. But in Arkansas, if you're a black, if enough people call and go, that's wrong, then it's wrong because the community decides where the line is. So I get it,
3: but were they shucking and jiving with this fro? Because looking at his face, it seems like he was also shucking and jiving. That fro would not have bothered me, but if he threw that party and then I'm like, okay, I'm calling. I got to. Like if he
2: said, this. "What's going on, Daddy O?" Welcome back to Arkansas's number one for news. Give yeah. me some skin, my man.
5: Gonna <laughs> give you the jive weather today. We're gonna give you this jive turkey weather.
7: White people, please, if you're listening. Always err on the side of caution when it comes to anything that can be taken (laughs) as racist because you're going to get zero leeway
2: when the hammer comes down. (laughs) None. If they had worn like some 70s attire with the fro, perfectly acceptable. Perfectly
3: acceptable, but no shuffling and jiving. I
7: cannot take the shuffling and jiving. A tie-dye T-shirt, throw on some KC and the Sunshine Band. Get down tonight. Put on some bell bottoms. Get into do the hustle pose and that afro. Nobody have a problem with it, but you can't just put on kinky hair and just be like, "Hey, guess what? It's in the seventies, and I look like Angela Davis, motherfucker." You're going (laughs) down. You're going down. (laughs) Dead on.
5: That on. This thing here really just shows one more major point. There are clearly no black people in that damn newsroom. Oh, no.
3: There are more chickens than people in Arkansas. That's a fact.
2: There's nothing we can do to save these news anchors' jobs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Give the black people something to bring up to their white coworkers this week that helped them break the ice during awkward moments in the office space.
7: Black people... Robot dogs are back once again. I'm Listen to so these robot dog stories. Damn. It's not cute. The, the University of Iowa marching band, go Hawkeyes, brought hmm. oh rump wow this past Saturday to a game at halftime. The band played the Jackson Five hit "Dancing Machine" and brought out a dancing machine. They had a robot dog come out and dance on the field during dancing machine. And I think that's cute as shit. Was and it on fun. beat?
2: Oh that's yeah,
7: that scary-ass so dog, Joe. Scary CGI. It was terrifying, but it's also pretty cool.
5: <laughs> Thank you for saying that, bro. That shit is terrifying. That shit is straight out of Black Mirror, bro. I don't care what nobody's I don't like the, it. That's that's the same dog that the New York cops was using. You said something about this a couple weeks ago. This is the same dog that the New York cops was using to run up in drug places. Mm-hmm. Now the University of Iowa is using it as a marching band mascot? Hey, listen, the, the goal is
7: continuing to pivot, okay? It went from working with the cops <laughs> in New York, investigating machines at a Kia plant in South Korea, and now he's back home, baby. <laughs> I
5: don't... It was Mizzou. It was Mizzou. It was Mizzou. It was Mizzou that, that happened That was Mizzou.
2: I don't care which school it was. This is a terrible idea, and I hope it doesn't. Never... Why?
3: <laughs> Somebody's making money off of robots.
2: <laughs> Hang on. Let me put my wokey-de Woke hat on. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is an attempt mm-hmm. to help make us okay and familiar with the robots that will eventually be used to do things that ain't so cool on the surveillance side of things. Uh-huh. I cannot prove this. I have no data to back up this claim. But I really don't like them making something look cute and go, Oh yeah, that's robot dogs. And they go, would you mind if we use these to just walk through the hood and do surveillance sort of Like you're just gonna see robot dogs running up and down the street, just watching people and stuff. Like I just chasing people. I don't know. Cause, it, cause it's cute now, cause the motherfucker ain't got a head and no teeth. It's just a it's just that's a just chassis. So cute. It's just it's a just chassis a- with legs, <laughs> so that's why you're okay with it. Once they give it eyes and a mouth to bite you motherfuckers with and some fucking mace gun to come out of its back, mm-hmm. it's going to be used in crowd control.
5: Like, Oh, yeah. Jasmine, ja- ja- Jacqueline, hit that, hit that link. Hit, I will. Link.
3: I'm doing it now. I'm
5: doing oh, it no, now. You mean-
2: you're telling me that if there were a group of protesters, you wouldn't put a bunch of speakers on this dog and put some sonic what is that shit where they use sound to disperse Mm -hmm. people
5: a sonic disruptor
2: you put a sonic disruptor on that bad boy and you just run it through a crowd of people
7: well i mean they can they can do that with anything you can't blame the dog for that i fuck drones too (laughs) drones people can hold it uh any kind of robot no but the dog
2: infiltrate more Right, that is
5: not a dog. That's gonna be at a petting zoo, bro. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, that's the that's a petting zoo where where Freddy Krueger is the dude that's in charge of the zoo. Who has you dogs at petting
7: zoos? That sounds like a friend. That's the cheapest. That's a ghetto ass pet zoo. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all, it got an, y'all got any? you got any goats out here? A tigers? I got okay. this, I got this Chow Chow out here. You want to touch <laughs> that? I got these Rottweilers. I got these mm-hmm. Rottweilers. Go touch them. will get you. I'm gonna get everybody on the show a robot dog for Christmas.
3: Don't you dare send that to me. Mm.
2: Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't even take it out the box. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: That's where all of y'all oh. are wrong. Part of me part of me would be scared, but then another part of me thinks this would be a way to get my children a pet that I ain't got to feed. So there I, you might, go. I might take you up on it, right? Thinking
7: I, economically.
5: I'm yes. just saying, bro.
3: So you're going <laughs> to buy us all robot dogs, but uh-huh. last time you told us you would never buy your own airline ticket, a woman must do that. I'm
7: just just asking the question. When I say I'm going to buy y'all robot dogs, I mean she's going to buy y'all robot dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since
5: Ben Pimpin,
7: I'm going to since put been my been name pimping. on the box. You know? Why do I ask? Just, I, I just—it's the gift that Pimpin is the gift that keeps on giving. She gives me four. She gives me three robot dogs, and then I give them to y'all.
2: Right? Let's flip it up for real quick. What can the white folks talk to black folks about?
7: Uh, white people, once again, we've got a, another classic black conversation happening that's been brought back. Uh, recently, Dr. Umar Johnson challenged Mike Tyson to a fight. Now, before you bring this <laughs> up, white people, I want you to know, do not no. Google and get too far <laughs> into who Dr. Umar Justin is. No. Just talk no. about wow. this specific I'm thing. Please don't look it But no. here's what happened. Rapper, rapper Freddie Gibbs was on Mike Tyson's podcast. Uh. And they started talking about sexy white women from the 80s. And Freddie Gibbs brought up that Dr. Umar wouldn't like all this talk about attractive white women to which Mike Tyson responded, you know, what's his problem? And Freddie Gibbs told him that he doesn't like white people. He doesn't like interracial dating and such. Mm-hmm. And Mike Tyson was very disappointed by that and said that, you know, if you have any kind of hate in your heart, it's not good. And that's not a good stance to take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Umar saw that clip, disagreed with Mike Tyson. And then also said that he would fight Mike Tyson and thinks he could last five rounds with him. Come on. But he said that he did say that he doesn't think he could beat Mike Tyson and would never disrespect his legacy like that. But he said he could go five rounds and get some shots in.
5: Going five rounds is disrespecting his legacy. That's Mike damn Tyson. Like, he ain't doing no Jake Paul shit. He's gonna (laughs) knock you out.
2: (laughs) You should bring up that Mike Tyson and is it Logan Paul, one of the the YouTube white guys Uh that's been fighting Uh exhibition stuff with Floyd and a few other people. That's the conversation you should have with your black co-workers is, do you think Mike Tyson at age, what, 55? Uh Could he defeat a mid-20s Logan Paul? Uh Do not let your black co-workers know that you even know the name, (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Ulan. do not That's right. <laughs> bring up Dr. Umar Johnson what y'all think y'all got go against
7: purpose. Mike Tyson how long you think you uh, can last and do you think you can hit him one time without him letting you hit?
2: I feel
5: like with Mike Tyson you gotta you gotta you know go for the battle that you can win mm-hmm. so I will boldly state that I think I could smoke Mike Tyson under a fucking table but I ain't taking a punch from that dude no way Mm-mm.
7: what no. level of boxer do you think you have to go to before you have a shot of sticking with somebody like what weight class and what age
2: so I can answer that <laughs> when <laughs> I was still living in LA I took a boxing aerobics class at the Burbank YMCA <laughs>
3: aerobics
2: and um them soccer moms and them abuelas was <laughs> out boxing my ass Yo, tell you something. Mexican women in their 40s, they got stamina. (laughs) I was gassed. I was gassed. And I was like early 30s. Like I thought I was still, you know, and it's just shadow boxing in three minute rounds. Couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You lost it yourself. Couldn't couldn't do it. And then they partner, and then like in the class, they partner you up with, like you just pick a buddy. And then one holds the mitts while the other hits, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to go for three minutes? Gas. <laughs> uh-uh. Then we swap out. Man, the umbrellas was popping the mitts, <laughs> 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 like combos, and getting mad at me because I'm still breathing hard for my turn. <laughs> They're mad at me because I can't hold the mitts tight. <laughs>
3: what made you go into this class? It, cause mm-hmm. I wanted
2: mm-hmm. I wanted to do something active. I wasn't trying to get no ass. It was Yeah, he had just it. lost that girl mm-hmm. back
7: in Birmingham who we had to break up with because he couldn't mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't afford a long this relationship. He had to get in shape, get us an LA trip. Man,
10: man,
2: the podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. Go. You can't let yeah. it go. I have one can't last
3: question. Mm-mm. In the group chat, I asked you all to run with me and you laughed about it. What's that about?
2: We're not oh. doing run challenge. Mm-mm. I'm not joining Mm-mm. some app to see your progress Mm-mm. every day and get notifications on when you're doing better than me.
3: <laughs> we have a lot to do. And we have to be healthy for it.
7: I'll go walking with you. I mean, you can run. Dad, uh, that you gonna, for you? If you're going to run be, with me, it's going to do more than me just sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I
3: just That's... wanted to know.
5: <laughs> JG, I, I mean, if you can run point guard, you can run with me. I get up and, and play basketball twice a week at five thirty in the morning. I, I don't I understand.
2: Running. You run with me, people. Like, what uh-uh. do you get out? We can't talk. We just <laughs> wheezing.
6: <laughs>
2: <I don't... sighs>
5: And, they, and, they, and they, hey Roy, they're the same people that straight up, you be in the middle of running. and They're like, so how's everything
2: going? I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> why are you asking me this shit I, right now? I understand I, the I, importance mm. of exercise and mm-hmm. accountability partners and all of that shit. But when I am exercising, I am miserable. I am angry. I do not enjoy it. I understand Talk why about it needs it. to be done. I want to do it alone because I'm one of the worst versions of myself in that moment. I I don't say we had to talk
3: and be nice.
2: Would you be surprised? that most people that want to exercise in a group, these are these endorphin motherfuckers who come up (laughs) to you at the end of the (laughs) run. (laughs) Wasn't that great? How you feel, man? Wasn't that amazing? for a banana? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh. don't you love the pain? Don't you just love this pain? (laughs) I can't feel my fingers and my vision is blurred right now, you motherfucker.
7: That's like the cross. That's like the CrossFit assholes, man. Ooh. They love that Ooh. shit, dude. For the hey. next three weeks, we're gonna get up at four a.m., run fifteen miles, and flip some forty-five pound <laughs> truck tires. You game? Absolutely fucking yeah. not. <laughs> no, not doing that shit. Uh, yeah.
5: Not me. yo, right? I had a I had a coworker one time. We had, I just met the sister, and she was like, uh, she's Portuguese, and she knows who she is if she's listening. And she was like, uh, oh, I am very interested in doing the CrossFit. Are you? If to CrossFit, I looked at her, I said, uh, listen to me. If you're just kind of working out, you don't want to do CrossFit. You know the point of CrossFit is to break your muscles and then rebuild your muscles. So they like really work the hell out. Oh, no, no, I can yeah. handle it. It is it is no thing I, I work out. I said, all right. Dude, she came in oh. two days later. You thought that she got hit by a truck. She had a cane. <laughs> she had all that shit be like she she could barely sit down. She couldn't move. And I was like, I told you about that CrossFit shit. Like you out of you're your mind, man. How nice be, you looked uh-uh, boy, uh-uh, when you did that uh-uh.
3: NBA vaccine thing and you were standing on what looked like a um, field or whatever, talking to that guy, you were thin. You looked thin because you worked out.
2: Yeah, but... I didn't work out. I'm walking with my son who now mm-hmm. rides a bike, so I just run next to him so he doesn't Excellent. swerve into the fucking street. So I mm. move at a slow trot for the need of parental safety.
3: Okay, so mm. you're working out. Ralph is working out. Well, I can
7: walk with me next while you run. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just want to build the stamina, people. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right, Rock. Right. We got Let's some go pills for that. Week, man.
5: <laughs> we got some pills for stamina. We'll be no. fine. ain't worried about that shit. All
2: right, Rock. Right. <laughs> Bless <right>. up, man. <laughs> Thank you. Scam of the Week Time, my favorite part of the show, Ralph. Who do we have on the phone, Jacqueline?
3: We have, uh, <laughs> I'm going to butcher his name, even though we talked about this. It's Simon.
2: <laughs> and that's Actually, I it's Simone. Yeah. <laughs> Simone.
3: So when I asked you if it was Simone and you said, yes, I really should have listened to you.
2: <laughs> no problem.
8: <laughs> hey, you, you, you might got it better than me. It's just my name. No big deal. You got it.
2: Can you tell us where you're calling from? And then also give us a little bit of this um, little scam action here.
8: <laughs> sure. I'm Simone from the D.C. area, Washington, D.C. area. And uh, this scam began. This is happened in my 20s. Um, and of course, like like best scams, uh, it happened when I was trying to pursue uh, a young lady, saw her, uh, she was, uh, looking a certain way. And, uh, I was in my twenties, just doing what people in their twenties do. Right. So I saw her talk to her and again, you know, she was a little older than me. She was in her see in your early twenties. And, and I met her, she was late twenties, early thirties at the, you know, uh, and again, oh, I was, was just,
2: already being set up.
8: I was, yeah, I was, again, yeah. I, I, I saw her and she, you know, for as good as she looked, I, I, I was surprised that she was as um, receptive to my dumb tricks as a 23 year old at the time. So we end up becoming boyfriend, girlfriend. And uh, that's when the, uh, the ups and the downs and the drama began.
2: Wait, what are, what, hang on, hang uh, on. Yes, sir. What what are the downs?
8: The ups kind of came with the downs. So she got turned on when she started fights with random people on the street. She thought it was cute to be uh, protected, protected. Right. Right. So she was one of you know, again, Uh, Up to that point, I pretty much
2: put your life in danger. Oh, yes. And uh, put your motherfucking life in danger. I
8: I did. Again, she would get me in these situations where she would try to provoke fights, but she would get turned on by it, which would then, of course, lead to a good bedroom. We basically did it everywhere. Almost but the bedroom. Right. Uh, She was like uh, what you would expect from. She was like a young. (laughs) I hate saying this, but uh, she's like a young Melania type. Uh, Eastern European.
2: Okay. And she was also. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Will you fight for me? Yes. Fight the yeah, she, she would turn to, yes.
8: she would turn to him and say, to, to a random guy to say, <laughs> can you kill him? And I was like, no, no, no.
2: Who did she date before you? Did you ask any questions about previous? No. Right. no, men? no.
3: He was not thinking. I was Go th- ahead. Jackie,
8: Jackie <clears throat> gets it. Yeah, I was not thinking, not asking any questions. She <laughs> would take me to these kind of these uh, in D.C. There are a lot of uh, diplomat hangouts. There are a lot of uh, kind of kind of uh, political place bars. Uh, but then there was kind of like discreet, non-labeled kind of uh, speakeasy places. And uh, they, these guys were kind of. <laughs> Worked for various governments, and they all knew her. And I, I, I just was thinking, well, she's just well connected. DC, this is what happens, right? But then she later revealed that she was working for this this government. I don't. It's, it's best for me not to say what government it is, uh. But but you get a sense of the region, so that's enough. And uh, yes. when, when I found this out, I, I was first gonna. I didn't believe it. But uh, one day I was running down D.C. Uh, kind of um, embassy row uh, mm-hmm. near all the embassies are in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the sidewalk. And then this white van uh, kind of jumped the curb and tried to like what they call bump me. The van, uh, like I said, was uh,
2: like a oh, side swipe. Move. Yeah, basically yeah, like one of them kidnap van.
8: Exactly. It's exactly what you would expect. It's, it's just mm. like that. Uh, any of those movies you've seen. And uh, I was like, all right, what happened there? And then she said, oh, that was my ex. And I was like, all right. Uh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, nah, son,
8: and she's like, nah, she's son. like she, he misses me. And I'm like, oh, no, this drama, you just can't sustain it. It's just not healthy. So finally, finally, I, I had the nerve to to break up with her. Practiced it, went to the apartment <laughs> where we live. One of my boys just said, just say you're not happy. Just say you're not happy. And I was like, ah, I'm not happy. She's like, what? Because she wanted to, you know, obviously continue and even, you know, get married. And oh. I was like, look, I was like, look, this, this can't work. We're in different places in our lives. I, I did the whole spiel that I'm I practiced.
2: Stumbling. Yeah. Yep.
8: Did not work. And then like, what? And of course, it became very dramatic very quickly. She yelled. She ran to the kitchen, got out of the knife and said, I can't. You can't do this. I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, no, no. And then she's like, you're right. I'm going to kill you. And then oh. she started. She started. Okay. Swinging the oh, knife. Oh nah. no! She was swinging was the knife. She was swinging the knife, and then she's like, "All right, fine." And then she dropped the knife and said, "Well, I was cheating on you." And then just stormed out the apartment. So uh, then she finally leaves <laughs> out, takes out her stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, a month later, I get a, a, a just a, a envelope from a dentist I'd never been to, this office, and it said, "Hey, come back for your next root canal." And I was like, "Root canal," and. And I was like, wait a minute. And I called up the, the place. I looked online to see what mm-hmm. was, you know, used. Well, uh, looks like there was a, a root canal done on, on my account, but I didn't use it. And then I said, can you describe who came in for this root canal?
6: I said five eleven,
8: light light brown hair, described basically this this girl. Uh, let's just call her Katya for for. Uh, you know, uh, protection,
3: your protection, then, uh-huh. Yeah, my,
8: all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I said, all right, so that wasn't me. My name is Simone. So that could be both a girl or a guy's name. They didn't ask, you know, you're supposed to give your, your ID with your insurance card, but they didn't ask her. She just, you know, just got what she wanted. And that generally happened, especially if it was a male. So
9: I got scammed for my
8: dental insurance and she used to, and when I was thinking about like, why? And I just played back in my mind. Like she used to always say, Simon, you have such a nice smile. Nice smile. So basically, I scam for my my dental insurance. In any case, that basically rounds out the story. But I was always uh, protective of my teeth and my dental insurance in all relationships since. <laughs> and I also you look at red flags and actually try to protect myself. So I, I'm in a relationship now. I'm, I'm married. I have a kid. You know, we obviously years passed. And uh, you know, anytime someone's uh, identity is stolen online, I always say, I wonder what she's doing.
2: Appreciate you so much Thank for calling in so for Scam much. of the Week, brother.
8: Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> That's the show. Royce Job Bears a product of Comedy Central, iHeart Media, South Park and Princeton Productions. We'll we'll do this again next week. Though. Okay. <laughs> David Sampson on next week. I, mean, I like David Sampson.
5: Yeah, that was that yeah, that was good too.